Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Chasing Banners, episode 21 to be exact. I am back. My name is Dante Toro. You can follow me on Twitter at Dante on Deck. Literally everything you know about me is you can find me on Twitter, all podcasts, blogs, all that type of stuff. Find me there. And just like always, I am joined by the one and the only Ryan Sheehan. Ryan, what's going on today, buddy? Nothing, man. Uh, it's raining out, but I don't care because I'm talking with you today about the Celtics. So it's a beautiful day to me. Bro, I don't care. Not even a little rain can can just put down our moods right now. No, we're just every not Monday at, all. at around twelve, one o'clock in the afternoon, we get together to talk some Celtics. And honestly, there's nothing that could happen that could ruin our day. No, not at all. Well, everybody, welcome back. You can follow me on Twitter at four hundred one Sheehan. Uh, all my silliness and Celtics talk there. So haven't nice. been as active lately, but I'll be back soon. Just taking a little bit of a break. Hey, but, everyone needs a break every once in a while. There's nothing wrong with it. Oh, yeah. You just got to get away for a little bit. Get some fresh air. <laughs> get some a time like this, bro. Just got to chill out. Do your thing. Yep. That's right. That's right. So, Dante. Ryan. We're going to have a fun episode today because I brought this idea to you last week. Um, we are going to do a build a team. So Ooh, build a team. Yes, build a team. I'm acting like, like we didn't. We, I'm acting like we didn't talk about this for 30 minutes before we recorded. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We took a while <laughs> on this, but the idea came up last week. Uh, it's almost like build a bear, but with the team. Um, <laughs> almost all your love almost exact, almost exactly like a build a bear. <laughs> yes, exactly. So this is your time to be a GM. All right, so usually on Twitter or Instagram, wherever you see it, right, social media, uh, it's usually $15, but with this one, I made it $12, and we have a great list of guys on here. So we have a list of guys from all over, generations, um, Celtics greats. Um, some names you won't say are great, but they're on there because of their talent. Um, so we're just going to get it going. Um, I just want to say the list real quick of guys and what their value is. So this first row I got going on, it's the $4, the top one. It's going to be Kyrie, Ray Allen, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Bill Russell. The next $3, it's Rajon Rondo, Reggie Lewis, Jason Tatum, Kevin Garnett, and Robert Parrish. The $2 is Isaiah Thomas, Jalen Brown, Paul Pierce, Tom Heinsohn, and Dave Cohens. And the last one, $1 is Kemba, Danny Ainge, Havlicek, uh, Tom Sanders, and Perk. So um, those are them. Yep. Um, so the list of point guards, actually, if you see or noticed, it went Kyrie, Rondo, Isaiah Thomas, and Kemba. I just kept it modern. Uh, everything else is all over the place. So, yeah, so there we go. Um, we got a great list of guys there, Dante. And we did take a while before we got going to go yes, over this. this was definitely something I had to think about. You yes. have the $12. Usually you have the $15, you have the $5 row, and now it's just like you got the $12, got to pick five. 
it's also tough because there's a lot of fan favorites on there, a lot of guys that you want to throw on there, but you yeah. you, you can't. You, you only got $12, right? You, you don't got you don't got your entire savings account to work with. You only got $12. Exactly. So you're you got a college work with, student. If you're yeah, you, college right I, now, yeah, you'll exactly. understand. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's the grind. So yeah. I'm uh dude, I'm looking forward to this. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing your team because uh, I'm hoping that your team's a little different than mine. Because sometimes we kind of agree on the same things with some with, uh, some of the things we talk about. So hopefully we have something to talk about here, uh, a little diversity. So do you want to go first or do you want me to give my team? You go first. You, you want, want me to go? go. I, you yes, know, that makes yes. sense. It's your idea. Yes. Let me go first. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so what I have, this lineup that I have is called Grit and Buckets. So we just got a lot buckets. of hard-nosed players and we just we can get buckets. This team's full of buckets and we're not going to – no one's going to stand in our way. So what we have here at point guard, we have Isaiah Thomas. We have Jalen Brown at shooting guard, Jason Tatum at the small forward, Kevin Garnett, the power forward, and Kendrick Perkins as our center. Now, between Isaiah Brown and Tatum, I mean, right there, I mean, you guys can see why I, I think this team can get buckets. Those are three guys right there that are going to I mean, that could all give you at least 20. Isaiah Thomas almost gave you 30 in his peak year in Boston. And Tatum uh, gave us 24 game last year. And Brown, obviously, on the come up, he averaged 20 last year. He definitely has plenty of room to grow in that category, in the scoring category. I mean, my scoring is going to be dealt with right there. And plus, you know, Brown and Tatum are very good defenders as well. So, obviously, Tatum isn't the – not Tatum. Uh, IT, Isaiah Thomas isn't the best defender in the world. But with Brown and Tatum next to him, I think that – um, that'll be just fine. And then the, my big men, Kevin Garnett and Kendrick Perkins, I mean, shout out to the 08 team. Mm-hmm. You, you talk about leadership. You're talking about guys that are ready to go to battle for your team. I mean, look no further than Ken, uh, Kevin Garnett and Kendrick Perkins. I mean, we want to talk about buckets too. I mean, Kevin Garnett can still give me 20 points a game if he needs to, but he's just going to be an all-around guy the, at the power forward position, just you know, passing the ball, getting rebounds getting a steal a block a game when he was in Boston that um his career average he averaged over a steal a block 16 points eight rebounds like the the guy can do a little bit of everything and then Kendrick Perkins like obviously not the sexiest guy to work with I mean there's probably a few other centers you you might want to have over him but like I said you got $12 and Kendrick Perkins a $1 center man I think that's a steal for my team um and oh yeah for sure i didn't didn't bring this up i'm not i I just want to you know just test a few of the listeners at home um if i read my lineup we have a 12 dollar limit i don't know if you guys are keeping track but that came out to 11 dollars. i'm leaving (laughs) one dollar on the table because that's how confident i am in this team and if i can cheat the system a little bit i'm putting that one dollar and i'm putting it towards kemba walker and he's going to be our uh bucket getting sixth man that's what i'm doing so that's my uh, that's my starting five. My cheating, uh, my cheating sixth man with Kemba too. If you if we want to uh, count that, but I think uh, I think my team is you know just built perfectly all around. Tons of scoring, leadership, hard nosed players, and uh, we're not going to back down to anyone. So that's my team, Ryan. So I'm, that's I'm a, curious. That's a- curious to see what yours is i mean I, i'm sure you're gonna say that you love my team because who wouldn't love my team yeah so what, I, what's the know, list again what's the I, list again i Just got say the list. I, isaiah thomas jalen brown jason tatum kevin garnett kendrick perkins yeah with kemba as the six and a Canberra's that listen, I don't know if that's cheating. You didn't say anything about it earlier. I'm just I'm just just in case I'm keeping on my I'm keeping that extra dollar in my back pocket. 
All right. Well, I'm not going to need a six man because I believe in my team. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. You don't have to hold on to that. Hey, not everyone fighters. has to. They're fighters. We're gonna, right, we I like this team. So my team is actually called Fresh with Finesse. Fresh you'll with un- Finesse? Yeah. You'll Ooh. understand why. You'll understand why. Okay. These, guys okay. are, these guys finesse, man. All right. <laughs> so the starting lineup is Kyrie Irving, which is $4. Mm-hmm. We're basing off skill here, $4. Skill, skill, skill. My $3 was Reggie Lewis. My $2 was Paul Pierce. My $1 was Havlicek. And my $2 was Cohen's. Okay. $12. Hey, $12. very different from my team. Very different from very, my team. Very, very different. So we're okay. going to go over the numbers here. Go over go the numbers. It. Throw the numbers first, at me, Ryan. First of all, Kyrie Irving, right? I love Kyrie Irving. I think when he got traded to Boston – um, I think it was a great move at first. Um, I was sad to see IT go because he brought so much and uh, brought that energy back to Boston basketball. Um, but Kyrie Irving, we, we got to talk about it here. He is Player special. He is one of the best all-around skill players there is, all-time handles, scoring, ISO, uh, his ability to create space, you know, get, get stuff going. He's great. Um, I would love – you know, if stuff worked out with him, but it didn't again, but Kyrie Irving right there. You can't argue with that. He's a great talent um, to lead my team. So when he was in Boston, he was up 20. Uh, he was putting up 24. Uh, he put up uh, six, six assists. And then um, he was putting up 48% from the field and from three, he was putting up 40%. So he was doing numbers. Um, he's putting in work and I would, would have loved to have him can I, uh, can stick I, around for a little Can I longer. say something? And yes. By you just putting those stats out there, I don't want to interrupt you no, going off of your lineup. No, that's it fine. It really sucks that Kyrie Irving didn't work out in Boston. Oh, really? Truly. I really wish the guy wasn't so crazy and wasn't such a hothead and had the yeah. ego the size of the freaking Empire State Building. Like, yeah. I mean, it really <laughs> upsets me now, because you're, like, reading those stats to me and I'm just like, Jesus, like – this guy is so good. Like, yeah. he, I mean, he's just like, I mean, I'll, I've said it in previous podcasts and I'll continue to say it. He's a top three point guard, in my opinion. He's just one of the most skilled guards ever. Yeah. Has the best handle ever. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, yeah, it is crazy. But go ahead. I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah. it's, you had to say that because I had it, to. It, had you to. can't be dismissed. Um, so my second guy here, Reggie Lewis. Now, Reggie Lewis, he was, you know, going to be the guy that went head-to-head with Jordan. Um, unfortunately, he had passed away. Uh, rest in peace. He was going to be an all-time great Celtic, uh, most likely. And His jersey's retired. Yeah, and, you know, Dante, shows. he was on a path of destruction. So, mm-hmm. he was going to be great for the Celtics. Um, yeah. His all-time numbers um, with the Celtics, he averaged 17. Uh, he averaged four rebounds a game and two assists. Uh, didn't really shoot any threes, didn't really attempt a lot. So there's that, but he averaged 48 from the field and his last two seasons, he averaged over 20. Yeah. I was, so, I was, I was, and he was an all-star. Up. He was 27 when he passed away too. That's, yes. Yes, sir. That's terrible. Yeah. But he was going to be unreal. Um, I would love to have him on my team. I think he would match up nicely with Kyrie in the backcourt. Uh, that would just be unreal to see, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, um, my next guy, though, this is my favorite Celtic of all time, Paul Pierce, the truth. 
Uh, Mr. Finals MVP led that team. Uh, him and KG um, brought a title to Boston. And, you know, Pierce was around for 15 seasons. Uh, he put in unbelievable work. Miss him. But yep. his, his numbers in Boston, 21 per game with six rebounds per game with three assists per game, right? From the field, 44%. And from three, he was 37%. And Pierce, we know he was just a dog. Um, he would light it up when he needed to, took over. He was the man. We depended on him. And with this team, I could depend on him to uh, hold it together. And with Kyrie, I understand <laughs> the issues we have there. But I don't think Pierce would allow anything to happen. He'll keep he him would, in line. I think he would keep him in line. Yeah. Uh, my next guy, Havlicek. I didn't pick a power forward, but I picked Havlicek because I think um, he could fit that role perfectly and what I want to do with my team. So his numbers in Boston, 20 per game. Uh, total rebounds per game, 6, 6.3. Assists per game, 4.8. Um, from the field, he shot almost 44%. And, you know, there's no threes there. So we understand that and the era it was. But Havlicek, he was unbelievable. Com- just unbelievable he was part of those Celtics teams that won a bunch of championships he was a hall of famer 13-time all-star 11-time all-nba eight-time nba champ eight-time all-defensive so there's my defense yeah there. I don't there have to go. worry about that and um he was also the finals mvp in 73-74 so he would have been a beast for my yeah. team you're just adding on winning right there yep and that's just finals experience right there him and pierce mm-hmm. and Kyrie also that's true that's true um and finally i have to add this guy and dante i said it before we got this going oh my god i would have loved this guy (laughs) on the team today because this is exactly what we need exactly what we need uh dave cohen's he was a beast um in his time um he was before parish he was before mikhail and what he did with the celtics was great um, he was just an absolute machine. Uh, 18.2 points per game. He averaged 14 rebounds a game and almost four assists per game. So he was putting up numbers. And from the field, he was shooting 46%. Um, he was an absolute beast. Um, I would have loved him on this team. <laughs> eight-time that, All-Star. Those are some crazy numbers. Yeah, eight-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, three-time All-Defensive, two-time NBA champ. He was a beast, and he came in. Um, I guess he was slept on when he first came in, and he won Rookie of the Year, and he was just an absolute beast. He was um, an animal on the boards. And this team, Kyrie, Reggie Lewis, Paul Pierce, John Havlicek, and Dave Cohens, I think would be a sick team today. <laughs> it's very well-rounded. Yes, you got very a little well-rounded. Bit of, you got a little bit of everything everywhere. Yes. And so, it's definitely old school. Mine's a little bit more modern, obviously, with more yes, of these. You got, uh, you got buckets on your team. Yeah, I got, you got buckets, and buckets. you just got, like, um, you got the experienced guys, but they but they know what to do to win. So, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I like them. All right, so list off your I, team. I, I, like the, I like both our teams yeah, I think lot, both Dante. are good. That's why I'm going to have you read yours. I'm going to read mine. We're going uh, to have the listeners decide who had the better team. So, Kyrie Irving. Yep. And then I had Reggie Lewis, and then I had Paul Pierce, John Havlicek, and Dave Cohens. All right, and I had Isaiah Thomas, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kevin Garnett, and Kendrick Perkins. 
those are starting fives going against each other. So let us know um, who you think has the best team. We're going to put out that graphic later on as well on social media. So you guys can also put together your own team and, you know, see if you can put together a better one than me and Ryan's. But I, I think, um, I think me and Ryan might hold the one, a one B spot for a while. I think yeah. we have some pretty good teams. <laughs> yeah. no, These teams are very well built. Uh, there's a lot of different combinations you can obviously you could. do. It took us a little bit to think of something. Um, there's a lot of players that we didn't include bird, Ray Allen, McHale, yeah. uh, Bill Russell, um, even Parrish is still there. There's there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of uh, different combinations you can do. So like we're going to put this out on yeah. the uh, Banners Twitter. Got to make do with what you got. Yeah. $12 can only take you so far. Yeah. So you guys can um, critically think about this. <laughs> uh, spend most of your day doing this. Uh, and uh, when you See guys you decide. Yeah. When you guys decide what your teams are, you can just quote, tweet us or anything like that. But yeah, that, those are good lists right there, Dante. Yeah, great, in love with our list. teams. I wish we had these teams around now. I think we'd be. Uh, I think the Celtics would be running hell, running but, havoc in the East. Dante, let's but, start, like. But but yeah, wait, what, do you, what do you want to talk about? What Dave, do you want to talk about? Dave, I I just want to say Dave Cohen. I just need twenty twice. I just need to take the time to appreciate Dave Cohen's. <laughs> I just need a minute. All right, Ryan's having a moment right now. He we got all over, know who Dave Cohen is. He got over 15 rebounds six times. We, we like, all know who Dave Cohen is, but now we're doing an in-depth on his stats. And yeah, Ryan's yeah. just like flabbergasted. Yeah, right no, we would love this guy. We yeah, we would. Didn't. We definitely would love this guy. Shout out Dave Cohen. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's a. I don't know if he's a regular on the listening to Chasing Banners, but if you are, shout out to you. Um, <laughs> all right, so. We have a few more things we want to talk about other than that. Um, let's just start with this. So ESPN put out their rankings. They put out their top 100 rankings every single year. And every single year, they just throw everyone around and just get people to talk. And it's like, oh, no, it's like projections of where they're supposed to be at the end of the year. And then people still complain about where they rank players. It's just, a, it's just meant to rile people up and get them trending on social media. And people like me need to talk about it. So here we are. Dante Toro and Ryan Sheehan talking about what they put on their list. And the most important thing, I mean, we could talk about other players and where they ranked as well, but I think what's most important is that they ranked Jason Tatum at number 11 on this list. Yes. Where do you think that's a fair rating, Ryan, or do you think that's too high, too low? I think last week we actually talked about this, um, like uh, uh, whether we think Jason Tatum's top 10. And I said that he's around like 12, 13. I said he's between 12 and 15, but I'd probably put him at 12 or 13. So him being at number 11 is pretty close for me. He was 11. Jimmy Butler was 12. I, if we're going off of projections by the end of the year, I see it. I see it, it's, it's the whole confusing. That's the whole confusing. It's like how you argue it. Like are you arguing projections or are you arguing now? I think right now, Jason Tatum, I think Jimmy Butler should be ahead of Tatum just because of where the heat finished and he deserves yeah. that respect. I just think that's where that should be. I'm not saying that it's going to be like that at the end of the year, but Jimmy Butler right now should be ranked ahead of Tatum for that reason and for that respect. But I think it's kind of nice that Tatum's getting the recognition and being put at 11. I might, I might not be like 100% agreeance with it, but listen, that's pretty sick. We, we said that he's cracking the surface. He's right there. Yep, and ESPN, I mean, we say what we want about their rankings. They see it too. He's right there. I mean, 
I know the guys ahead of him are like superstars and like, it's going to take, you know, he's going to have to show that he's better than those guys, but like, he's right there, man. So what are your thoughts on Jace Tatum being number 11? Also, uh, number 11 was Tatum's, uh, that was his first number originally. Yeah, he was going to come to Boston, and then he switched it yes. to zero when Avery Bradley left, and then obviously Kyrie took eleven, which is now held by Peyton Pritchard. So he's got some pretty big shoes to fill after Ennis Cantor left the team. Yeah, <laughs> wearing that number eleven. So, uh, I, so uh, Ryan, what what are your thoughts on Jason Tan being put at number eleven here? I think it's tough to argue. I mean, we've talked about it, and I've said it. He's yeah. fringe fringe top ten player. Um, he's definitely ten through. 15 mm-hmm. you have to put him in there somewhere but he he's gonna be top 10 at the end of the season I think I I firmly believe he will be um I think he's going to bring this team to new heights I mean I they've they've been to the Eastern Conference finals multiple years now and we've seen that they've been at those heights but I believe that he can bring them to the finals I really mm-hmm. can and I think with the help of Jalen Brown and I think the experience that they all have now and kind of taking a revenge tour from how they uh, failed. You can almost say that was a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they got to the Eastern Conference Finals, but the, the team that they lost to, you know, they should have beat. So hopefully they can come back this year. Jason Tatum will be a top 10 player at the end of the season. He's going to take over. He's going to keep getting better. He's still so, so young. Yeah. So young. 23. So, it's so scary to see where he's going to be in just like three years. So yeah, no, it, he's like, here. He has arrived. It, yeah. <laughs> it's not all about, we, we used to talk about the future and all that stuff, but the future is now. I mean, the future has arrived. There's no yeah. more future. It's he, he's here. Uh, and you're right. I mean, it is tough to make an argument about that. I mean, the only argument that I have, and I said it is Jimmy Butler. That's really my only real argument. I think everyone that he's ranked ahead of is fair. Um, I, I think that Jimmy Butler deserves that respect of being listed over Tatum simply because of, you know, ability to make it to the finals and everything. But all in all, I mean, it's fair. I mean, and, and Ryan, I mean, too, Jace Tatum's six foot 10. Now he's listed at six ten, and he looks big as hell. He looks like he put on some muscle. He looks strong. He looks like he is ready to go out there in tomorrow. The first preseason game, it looks like he's ready to go out there tomorrow night and rip it up. And then we got our first game, um, I believe it's a week from Wednesday. So nine days, less than 10 days, he, we're going to be seeing him rip it up, uh, tear it up against the Bucks. Like, I'm so excited to see where Jace Tam goes this year because it's just kind of like we have our expectations and all that stuff and, like, where we want him to be. And I feel like now he's at a point where it's just like, he's going to do things that like way over our expectations. Like last year, I thought he was going to have a good year, but no one thought he was going to have the year that he did. Like who's to say that he's not going to have another year like that this year. Like obviously not like that big increase in points. Like I'm not saying he's going to go from 24 to 30 points a game, but like just impact on the game and all around and just, and, and all different types of ways, not just scoring like as a better playmaker, a rebounder, a defender, like he's improved on all those, like in all those areas of his game, finishing, getting to the free throw line more like he still, he has so much in his bag, but yet he still has so much to improve on. And that's the scary thing. And he's 23 and he's kind of, he hasn't perfected. It's, it's very hard to perfect a skill, like a certain type of skill, like let's say a fadeaway, like it's very hard to perfect something 
but Jason Tatum is getting pretty close to perfecting a few things in his, in his, in his bag. Like he is like at 23, he is as skilled as you can be. He's for not a 23 year old. Not yet. Wait, he's not, he's still 22, right? Bro, I'm hyped, dude. I'm making it sound like this guy is like older than what he is. He's Bro, I'm just saying that because it's unbelievable to think that. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just makes. I mean, that just makes. We're it, old. It, remember, I'm older than him. Yeah. No, like you're right. No, that you're by like a month. Right. That's making it seem like. Yeah. Um, I'm like downplaying it. Like the kid's 22 years old and he's doing these things. Not 23. He's 20. He's two months Four, older than me. Hey, Dante. Hey, can I just bring something up real quick too? Just because oh, of, please. You're talking about age and you're talking about seasons right now. Marcus Smart, seventh season. Jalen Brown, fifth season. Jason Tatum, fourth season. Dude, Jason this Tatum has their, been the, the core. Leader. The core, the core is here. You know what's crazy too is that both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have made it to the Eastern Conference Finals all but one year in their career. Tatum has, had made it his rookie year, didn't make it his second year, made it last year. Tatum made it his first and second year, didn't make it his third, and made it last year. They're young, but they got experience. It's not finals experience, but listen, I'd much rather have two guys that have made it to the Eastern Conference Finals two or three times at their age than guys that haven't, whether or not it's experience. Experience is experience. Um, and, you know, just – like you said, like that disappointment, like with the whole Miami Heat thing, like, you know, that feeling of disappointment and like, you know, knowing that they could have made it to the finals. I feel like these these feelings that they have of losing, coming so close and losing, even to that game seven a few years ago against Cleveland, like that stuff fuels them. Like that's fire inside of them. Like that's a feeling that they don't want to feel anymore. So it's like in an essence, it's like I'm kind of going off track here, but like, you know, you don't ever want to go somewhere and lose. Like it's all about winning. But at the same time, it's how can you how can you learn from the experience of losing? The, I mean, Jace Tatum and Jalen Brown have made it as far as these conference finals a handful of times and have lost every single time they made it there. But it's how they bounce back from that and how they use that losing experience to you know get better when they make it there the next time and how they can learn from that. So in a way, losing is just as valuable as winning because you learn a lot from losing and you learn, you develop these feelings that you don't want to feel again. Um, and I, I know I'm kind of going a little off track here, but I'm just kind of like, you know, just, you know, just talking highly of the Jays and just like, you know, just saying how much they've accomplished in their such short careers and how much more they have to accomplish. And that's just, it's exciting for us, but it, and it's scary for the rest of the league genuinely. So I, I am Tatum was at 11. I think Brown was at like 30 something in the rankings. I am looking forward to, Tatum cracking top 10 and Jalen Brown being considered a top 2025 player because I think that's where he is so I am very excited for tomorrow I'm very excited for next week I don't know if you share the same excitement levels as me Ryan I do I'm sure you do your face doesn't look it right now but I can tell I can tell on the inside you are just screaming with joy no I I was just thinking because I wanted to also say something no I'm I I was processing what I was gonna say I'm out of breath right now and I probably have said too much so no no you said perfect amount (laughs) don't ever worry I want to hear I want to hear what you have to say I I love the rants all the time Dante never worry so here's my thing for years now I've been Watching the Celtics grow. Again, I said Marcus Smart, uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they're all vets at this point. And it's unbelievable to say that because I've been watching them. We've been watching them grow, you know? So, um, and I've watched 
how the Warriors at first. I'm not really comparing the talent and who they are because Steph Curry's one of the all-time great shooters, but I'm seeing a slight comparison here. It took them a little bit to get over the hump, right? Mm-hmm. It took them a little bit to get to the finals. Um, once you started to see their talents come together um, in, in those young uh, stages of their career, you started to see something special come together. This is what I'm seeing with the Celtics. When the Warriors were at that point where when you notice when it was like, oh, it's now. Like, they're yep. here. Like, Steph Curry's about to take over. Klay Thompson's about to go in. Draymond's here to, to be that dog. I look at the Celtics. It's, the Celtics is the same thing. It's now, guys. Like, you, you got to get going now. Like, this is your time to start getting on your run. This is your time to start taking your talents to new, to new levels and start mm-hmm. coming together and be that special team that you're supposed to be. Jason Tatum, I see as the Steph Curry, different play yeah. styles. I see Jalen Brown as Klay Thompson, different play styles. Who do you I see, see as the Draymond? I, obviously, Marcus Smart. You kidding okay. me, man? Okay. Marcus okay. Smart is the okay. Draymond because they're both dogs. Man. I like That's that. how it goes. And all the role players and all those guys that are going to come together off the bench, that's what I see. That's what they can be. I'm not saying they are the Warriors because the Warriors were in all – like those teams are all-time teams. They were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it was so hard to stop them when they were hot. But this Celtics team, they can be the same thing. When they get hot, they're hard to stop. It, it's going to be hard when the floor opens with Neesmith. It's going to be hard when you guys have guys coming off the bench like Rob mm-hmm. Will, have guys coming off the bench like Pritchard. You guys have guys coming up in the system like Tremont Waters in a few years who can hopefully take this team and, you know, continue. Who's, who knows, man? But right now, it's their time to take over. <laughs> like John Cena said, your time is up. My time is now. John Cena said that. It's his theme song if anyone wants to check up on that. But listen, the Celtics, and this is a comparison. I mean, it's this isn't the first time I'm hearing it. Comparing maybe not players, but teams. Celtics Warriors. Celtics Warriors, I mean – what this what what the Warriors have done since the beginning of last decade, two thousand ten to now, is they built through the draft. They got Kevin Durant, but they wouldn't have been able to get someone like Kevin Durant if they hadn't built the team like they did through the draft. Curry went Curry got drafted in 09, and he didn't win his first title until two thousand fifteen. So it took him it took that team six years to be able to find the right pieces and find the right uh, other prospects through the draft, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. I mean, Draymond Green was a steal. I think he went in the 40s. But they found the right guys. Jalen Brown was, I mean, if we're looking at it from Jason, Jalen, and Marcus, Marcus was the first selected. But Jason Tatum, although he was the last of those guys to be drafted, he's the one that they're trying to build around. Like, he's their Steph Curry, like you're saying, and they're trying to work around him. They have their Clay Thompson I like your. I, I made it. I, I was surprised. Not surprised. I understood why you said Marcus is Draymond. I was kind of. I was thinking a little differently because of positions. I. I'm just kind of throwing this out there. I think Grant Williams is going to become the Celtics Draymond Green. I, yeah. I think, no, I agree with that. I, I was think just that, saying in, and I understand in what you're saying completely. I completely attitude. and I completely agree with that. And I'm not arguing that. I just think like position wise, I think Grant Williams is going to take a big step up this year. Um, just because, you know, last year as a rookie, he got decent playing time as a rookie, but at the same time, you know, he's still a rookie. Going into this year, losing guys, he knows his role better. He knows what he needs to do now. He absolutely knows where he needs to be on the court. He knows what he needs to bring to the table, whether he starts or comes off the bench. This guy, D- 
defense, I already know. I already see the promise on defense. I, he, he was a very good defender last year. I think he has potential of being a phenomenal defender. Because of his height, he can guard one to four at least. He, I mean, if you want to do small ball, he could probably defend some fives. But he's a guy that could virtually guard one to four, one to five. His shot wasn't there. He was a great shooter in college. Not great, but for uh, for his, like, you know, the type of game that he played and his and his size and position, he was a very good shooter in college. And then he comes to the NBA and he kind of sucks. That's not even the correct word. He, went, he missed, like, his first 25, 33. The dude sucked. Couldn't hit a three. If he improves his offense, the defense is there. The defense is only going to get better, but it's there already. If he just improves that offensive game, I want him to start. I really want him to start at the four to start the year. I know that'll kind of change. You know, I, I think Naismith will eventually start towards the end of the year, but I would love to see Grant Williams start and just being able to bring that that fire on defense, that tenacity, that just grit, hard-nosed style of play. Like I remember last year during the playoffs, I don't know if it, if it was against the Raptors or Miami. I want to say it was Miami, but it could have been one of those two. He wasn't getting much playing time, and then he subbed in one game, and then he got like two straight offensive rebounds in like 30 seconds and was just diving on the floor, getting loose balls. Like, that's a play. He's a Marcus Smart 2.0. Like, that's the type of player. It's just a little bigger version of him. So I'm really excited to see what he does. Um, and I think just that, those two, Tatum, Brown, Smart, and Grant William, I think you got, I mean, you got a solid four to work around right there. Like, I'm not saying those four are untouchable. Like, I'm not saying Grant and Marcus, but like, if you're trying to do the like do the blueprint that Golden State has, they got the pieces. Now it's a matter of working around that, developing them, and just winning titles. I mean, that's what yeah. – I'm not saying they're going to go out and get a Kevin Durant, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you put a team together like this and you're patient, which Danny Ainge has been, and you find success through the draft and stuff like that, it gives you opportunities to go out and get someone like Kevin Durant when that time comes. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying you yeah, set yourself yeah. up in a position like that. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. People crap on the Warriors. Well, people crap on the Warriors, but you notice that people crapped on KD going to the Warriors more than the Warriors getting KD. Because if you're the Warriors and you can get KD, why not get KD? If you're you know anyone, I mean? yeah, why would you It's not just like, so KD. it's like people never like really gave them crap about it. But like, you say what you want about KD, but it's like the Warriors set themselves up to, to be in a position to do that. And you can't do anything but respect that. So the Celtics, I mean, you, you compared them to the Warriors. I, I, I like that comparison. I've seen it for years as far as building through the draft. And now it's just, you know, work with what you have. What we have is good. We have some really good stuff. Now it's just putting it all together and going out there and competing, winning titles. That's all it comes down to now. I, I really like those points, Dante. Uh, the Grant Williams one, I really like that comparison um, mm-hmm. a lot. The the play style, I was just saying the Marcus Smart attitude and Draymond attitude yeah. and are, I, are matched up. But the Grant Williams one, I can see him um, come into that role. Like, he's a little bit more laid back, but I can definitely mm-hmm. see him he's, start becoming a little bit more aggressive, a little yeah, bit more definitely. Uh, getting dirty not dirty not playing dirty but getting down dirty and mm-hmm. um he's also very mature for along. his age yeah he's very he mature and he's he's he's, he's smart. One of those, he's smart he's one of those guys where i know there was a report well not a report he said it it was a quote where he was like um they were talking about when the celtics had like a kind of like a little fight during the miami series and grant williams said he wanted to say something and they were just like shut the f up or something like that because he was a rookie uh although he kind of got chewed on a little bit like he's one of those guys that like over time he's gonna be like 
a leader of this team, like as far as like being Show able something. to like showing, uh, proving it on the court, like being a voice of this team, like not being able to like not put people on their place, but say like when something needs to be said, he'll say it. And I think that he's he is, leader. it's his second year. And I think he's already starting to develop. He's starting to get that respect and, you know, from his teammates and from his coaches and everyone that he, you know, he has a, he has a right to say things when things need to be said. So I'm, I mean, we were going to talk about how much we're looking forward to seeing in the preseason. I think we're pretty both damn excited. I'm excited to see some of the young guys, Naismith, Pritchard, Grant Williams. I want to see those three guys do really well. Um, I don't know how much we'll see of Tatum and Brown and all those guys. I'm assuming they'll play. Probably not much. Um, and yeah, I'm just super excited to see this team back on the floor, man. It's been, it's, it's been two long months. It's been like what, like two, three months or something like that. But um, honestly, like it kind of stinks that the players didn't get as much rest as they're used to, but at the same time as basketball fans and obviously as uh, you know, writers and podcasters and reporters, like we're just, this is the best time of the year when NBA when the NBA season is back and we can talk about these things and it's, kind of like we predict things of what we expect to see what we think is going to happen but now we actually get to see what is going to happen and that's what's most exciting to me because i get to find out whether or not i can eat my words or just absolutely chew on the people that said i was wrong about certain things but i was actually right but that's uh that's the joy of the nba season so i'm looking forward to tomorrow ryan um what are you looking forward to the most in the preseason or just in general i guess um i think what I'm most excited to see, and I was just about to uh, say this to you before, and I forgot to, is the culture. I I think I'm most excited to see that grow. Mm-hmm. And I want I Jeff, like that. well, Jeff Teague brought it up the other day, and he said he didn't realize how close Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown really like yep. are. And they are that's, that close. They're, I love they're to tight. hear that. They're I tight. They that. are best friends. And that's what you want out of your two stars. You want them to be best friends. And that's another reason why I compared them to the Warriors because you see how close Steph and Clay are. Mm-hmm. And you see how close that group is, like Marcus. You see how close they are. I'm most excited to see that culture grow. I like uh, that. I'm excited to see Tristan Thompson and his first appearance with the Celtics. Um, and, yeah, I'm just most excited to see the bench this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we finally found those pieces we were looking um, lo- looking and waiting for, and they're going to help. They're really going to help open the floor. They're really going to help with that first unit, uh, get some breaks, and get the boys rolling. So, yes, that's one of the most Culture. Culture. Um, I love that. Uh, I think it's, you know, obviously the Celtics need to get a little healthy. Kemba Walker is going to be out for a little bit. So the, the point guard minutes are kind of going to be spread out. Um, Tristan Thompson, I don't know if he's going to play in preseason. I know he has that hamstring injury, so I don't yeah. know if we'll see him. Um, hopefully he's good for the first game. Um, God yeah. forbid we just signed a center that we think is the missing piece and he's already hurt. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I That's how it this, goes I, Dude, I told you, the Celtics are freaking cursed. I'm not going to what as we speak, but, like, bro, it's just – it's always something with this team and injuries. But regardless, um, culture. I'm, I'm super excited to see what the culture what, – the culture is going to, I mean, I know what it's going to be like, but just one thing. And I remember when Kyrie left and people were like, I, we were like, we're just looking forward to watching this team have fun and just like in, enjoying playing with each other. And people were like, Oh, like you'd much rather have fun than win championships. Like, well, we can do both. And I'm looking forward to watching this team. Just, it's just a joy. I, I know I'm, I'm kind of like 
if uh, I'm kind of like ending my sentences and going into other ones, but like, I'm just, I, I can't uh, I'm the wait. Same today. I can't wait <laughs> I to so just like, to yeah, yeah, it's just like, I'm, 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 I have a thought and I just start going in something, but it's really the same thought. It's like one of the things I love the most is just like when someone makes a big play and all the guys are smiling, high-fiving each other, going crazy off yeah. the bench. Like mm-hmm. that, like that's a team. Like people understand, like you need to have, a well working team and a chemistry to win anything. Like if you got guys that just are toxic and don't like each other, it's not going to work. We saw that firsthand. This team, these players love each other. They love playing with each other. They call each other brothers. They, They look out for each other. Like that's so nice to have. Like I like honestly, and like obviously and we're contenders. So like we have chances to win, but like, it's just so nice knowing that we don't have to worry about any, bs or like any like locker room issues or anything like that and even if right. there ever is it's super light like obviously with the heat game like there was a fight quote unquote fight in the locker room but it, that's happens to every team that are every teams that are competitive and are just passionate about wanting to win um but man i mean you hit it with that i can't wait to watch this team and just them being out there together clicking and then running with each other it is going to be so fun to watch um, not only because they're fun to watch, but because they're going to be really good. And I think it, the cell, I say this every year, but the Celtics are going to, they're going to, um, shock some people. They shouldn't be, but I feel like every year there's just always that group of people that just don't, don't take them as seriously as they should. And they always prove those people wrong. So I, I, I cannot wait for that to happen is one of the things I look forward to the most every single Celtics year. I really yep. do. Yep. That's my thing too. I, they get so much shit from all around and every year they just come back and shock people. Yeah. That's what I want to say. I say shock. Like I don't like using that word because like it's not like they're shocking anyone. Like they were made to the Eastern conference finals last year. Like why would it be shocking if they made it back there last year? Why would it be shocking if they were a, a top two seed in the East? It's because people like ESPN list them at five or six. Mm-hmm. It's because people think losing Hayward makes them worse on paper, like on paper. Sure. But like, then you look at what the team added and how much better the team has gotten already with their young guys. It's just like, I don't know. I, I, I love the, I hate those people, but I love them at the same time because they just add fuel to the fire. And it's just like, it's funny. It really is. So it is. I, I, I can't wait. I, I can't wait for that. I, I just can't wait for basketball. I'll be back, man. We, we only got yeah. four days. Um, Christmas is 10 days away from tomorrow. I don't know. I kind of looked at my calendar yesterday and I was like, damn, Christmas is coming up. Yep. We got, a few, things. Up. We got a few things. Christmas. Great time of the year. Great. Can time you say, can you say that again? It just broke up for one second. <laughs> Christmas and the Celtics. Oh yes. Christmas day in, in general. That's the best day just for basketball. <laughs> you just am i good you just lagged a little bit oh my god we lagged on both sides that's a beautiful way to end this show <laughs> okay all right perfect so no, so no 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 we're not gonna end it right now but that's just that's just funny because celtics and christmas it. just the two great two some of the the best combination you could have christmas yes. and celtics that's yes. what that's all i was trying to say yes uh, <laughs> I, you, you said repeat that and i started saying it then you just froze and i was like oh god I was uh, like, oh, that's that's oh that's not good no but, but all right we're so now we're yeah safe. we're all good now all right so um yeah so i really don't have much else to say i feel like i said a lot this episode um but, you know, nothing wrong with that. Just getting your thoughts out there, getting ready for the season to start. Ryan, I know you have some things to say, so Sam. Just a, one last thing I'm excited for is Evan Turner. 
uh, and what he'll bring to the Celtics. Yes. Core. He's he, not going to be I, on the team. He's not going to be playing, but he'll yeah, coach. He'll just big as an impact as a coach. A lot of wisdom, a lot of looks that he's seen throughout the league. It, I think he's going to be very good for that. And it, he's going to be like a player coach. Like players yes. are going to love him. Like Jason Tam already commented on his Instagram post. Like when are you showing up to practice? Yes. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was I just it. like, that's so funny. I, I, I think that's, I think he's going to be great for the team. Obviously, uh, he was on the team a few years ago with Brad Stevens. And I think Marcus Smart was on that team. So he's familiar with a few people. Um, he is going to fit in just fine. Everyone in Boston loves him. He, honestly, I'll be dead serious. Before he signed with Boston, well, not before, like when he did sign with Boston at that time, he honestly was like one of my favorite players. Like I loved Evan Turner. Like I just yeah. loved how he played. Like I know for like a number two pick, he wasn't like as like, you know, as great of a number two pick people might expect you to be, but like, for a career, he had a pretty solid career. Like he just was a very good all-around player, smart guy. Everyone liked him, well liked. Um, yeah, so I think he's just gonna fit perfectly in Boston. Yeah, I agree. So that's another good point you bring up. But um, that's all I really have to say. If you have anything else you want to add in, Ryan, we can just end this episode off. Um, if you're looking for any Christmas gifts to get for your friends or family or anything like that. Uh, I recommend you go to Guys Boston and you look at the Teddy Celtic sweatshirt that our guy Ev Singleton made for us. Uh, it's awesome. Good quality. Also use the code banners. That will get you a good discount off of it. And yeah. And Dante, you got anything else to say? Probably a great thing that we're ending this episode right now because yeah. we keep cutting in and out. Um, just in case, I don't know if they heard that. GuyBostonSports.com. They have awesome merch. Uh, I just said shirt. that. Yeah, I, I know, but it. like you are, yeah, you cut out. I don't know. I know, I know, I know. I, I, I said the whole out. thing though. <laughs> yeah, Dante's coding out. Use right code now. banners by. <laughs> use code banners and then get yourself some gear for your loved ones. All right. There My name go. is Dante Toro. Follow me on Twitter, Dante on Deck. Everything you want to know about me is there. That's all I have to say. Ryan, go ahead. All right. 401 Sheehan on Twitter. You know already we're cutting out. So <laughs> good we're gonna thing. End it like good that. thing this happened now, not earlier. All right. Peace, guys. Go Celtics. We're excited for the season and go season. Go Seas, baby. Catch you guys next time.